Hello and welcome to a special edition of Euractiv's Agri-Food Podcast. I'm Natasha Foote. And I'm Gerardo Fortuna. And today we're exploring the common agricultural policy in the wake of the recent coronavirus outbreak. This current crisis has highlighted the importance of Europe's agri-food sector and the crucial role it plays, showing that now is not the time to be taking our eye off the all-important discussions and decisions shaping the future of the CAP. Euractiv spoke to a number of stakeholders about what this outbreak has shown about the EU food system, how the CAP can work to better support EU farmers, and how this crisis has shaped the ongoing discussion of the CAP post-2020 and the future of the EU's farming sector. We start with Thomas Veit, member of the European Parliament and co-chair of the European Greens, who also incidentally happens to be an organic farmer and beekeeper himself. What we see is that in times of crisis, suddenly Europe is much more dependent on European production. Uh, so I think we have to rethink the way we uh, spread subsidies across Europe. Uh, but food security and food sovereignty now come back into the focus uh, of agricultural politics. So we have to keep farmers on the land. We still lose farmers and farms every day. Uh, and we have to stop this process, keep people on the land and secure uh, food production from European farmers for European consumers. Is there anything good that we can learn from this crisis when it comes to agriculture, of course? To me, I had the impression in the last years that the respect and the relevance of the farmers ha have been lowered in society. The fridges were always full. The supermarket was always full. F few people asked where the food is actually coming from. And through the crisis, more and more citizens become aware of the importance of a, of, a, of a secure food production within Europe. And I hope that more and more citizens understand that if they buy European products, they're directly supporting their own agricultural sector, their own rural areas. And that could actually strengthen the relations between European farmers and European consumers. Do you think that the European farming system has proved itself resilient in the wake of the coronavirus crisis? In the moment, the European farming system is oriented on world market and world market prices. That means most of the farmers cannot make their living of the money they receive for their production. Through a stronger focus on resilient European production, uh, we stop the ideological orientation on trying to play a role on the world market where we can't really play a role because production costs in Europe are much higher than in other regions of the world. So yes, it could lead to more demand for European um, food products. Maybe, and this is my hope, it will also lead to a fairer price for the produce. Likewise, Celia Neeson's Agricultural Policy Officer at the European Environmental Bureau, told Euractiv that the current crisis demonstrates the need to focus on building the resilience of our food systems, saying that this can be achieved by moving towards more integrated and holistic thinking in the CAP. Um, yes, so the EB has been asking for many years for the CAP to move towards being not just an agricultural policy, but a policy that looks at food and agriculture and uh, transitions the sector towards uh, something more sustainable. 
And I, I think that what we're seeing now, now with uh, issues with supply chains and uh, even though production is still going, it's not reaching our uh, supermarket shelves in time, is showing that we need to, to really move towards this more uh, holistic and, and sort of coherent and integrated approach where we look at the food system and not just at agriculture in, in isolation. And more specifically, uh, it really is highlighting that we need to start thinking very hard about the resilience of our food system in terms of sort of socioeconomic resilience and supply chains, but also environmental resilience. Okay. And obviously you've highlighted, you know, the importance of uh, the sustainability of the food system and trying to and, and supporting that. Is there a concern, in your opinion, that some of the focus on the environmental elements of the cap um, will result in some measures you know, being lost or, or pushed back in this time of crisis? Absolutely. Um, this is the shock doctrine, isn't it? So uh, everyone tries to use shocks and crises to um, further their own interests. And we are already seeing that there have been calls for a relaxation of, uh, of certain environmental rules, like, for example, reducing the, the requirement for diversification in the current cap for, for farmers. And this is really dangerous. The new cap just cannot reduce its environmental and climate ambition because of this crisis. Uh, we need to come out of this crisis stronger and uh, any sort of bailouts, economic recovery packages and, and the Green Deal and the cap, all of those policies need to be geared towards building a better, more resilient, more sustainable future. So it will be extremely important that policymakers uh, use this crisis for good rather than for, for weakening the, um, the policies that are on the table. Pierre Bascou, Director in Charge of Sustainability and Income Support in the European Commission's DG Agri, explained us how support measure within common agricultural policy could bring relief to farmers, considering both the current crisis and the recovery period that will follow. In this unprecedented crisis, European farmers and more generally the agri-food sector play a crucial role in ensuring that the food supply chain continues to function effectively and guarantee access to food throughout the EU. In support of farmers, a series of measures have already been adopted or announced by the Commission. As regards the common agricultural policy, a range of concrete measures are being put in place to help farmers continue to benefit from the CAP, in particular to help them face sudden fall or shortage of liquidity. We intend to provide member states with the possibility to offer more time for farmers to introduce head application with deadline extended by one month up to the 15th of June. We intend to provide member states with the possibility to increase the level of advances for direct payment from 50 to 70%, and for rural development payments from 75 to 85%. And in previous years, these advances amounted to up to 15 billion euros. We are also currently analyzing the extent to which we could offer more flexibility to member states in the execution of on-the-spot checks for the beneficiaries of the CAP. But we should not forget that there are also existing flexibility in the CAP, including the provision of the force majeure exceptional circumstances close, the possibility also to adapt rural development programs to address specific needs emerging from the crisis, 
like you know, needs for investment in medical facilities and small-scale infrastructure in rural areas, or investment needs for cooperation projects for home delivery of food. For Yanis Mays, a young dairy farmer in Belgium and chair of SEJA, the European umbrella organisation representing the voice of young farmers, the CAP has a crucial role to play in supporting farmers during times of crisis. Uh, yeah, well, it is one of the big goals that, that we wanted to put forward as, as European young farmers with the new reform is to make sure that the common agricultural policy, as the massive scheme that it is, is fully uh, equipped to, to help farmers with the, the challenges that they are facing. And, and so there are various, eh? but in that regard, we, we see a complete lack of ability uh, as farming sector to deal with crises, whether they are like now caused by the, the COVID-19 outbreak or whether they are caused by the financial crisis a decade ago or whether they are caused by, by different trade struggles that, that occur. Uh, the fact that when a crisis hit agriculture, farmers are not able to respond to it is something that the, the common agricultural policy needs to uh, step up and, and play a role there. Uh, and that is, is twofold. Eh? One, making sure that, that public support schemes are better developed in order to respond to crisis. And so that is crisis management schemes. So, so uh, the income stabilization tools that, that have been developed are a first answer to that, but not nearly enough developed and not, not nearly enough uh, taken on board by member states in their national programs. And besides that, it's also uh, making sure that farmers themselves are, are better, better equipped to, to deal with crises, uh, meaning making sure that they are well-educated about financial markets and everything. Hmm, okay. Um, given the, the, the vulnerability of some elements of the sector and the aging farmer population, how has this crisis highlighted the need for generational renewal in farming? How, how important is that right now? If we believe that farming is still important, and I think that the crisis can show uh, the importance of, uh, of agriculture and agri-food once more, we say, look, then you have to make sure that the, that, that young generation can also enter and develop into the sector throughout the different uh, sectors and, and throughout the different kind of production that Europe has. And from, from that analysis, we do see that one of the biggest uh, problems that, that farmers are faced now, in the early moments of the crisis, is a lack of, uh, of cash flow. Cash flow is one of those very particular elements where we see that the young farmers are vulnerable, are very sensitive because they don't have financial reserves from uh, farming decades before that because they have automatically only started uh, recently uh, or are in the middle of a, of a farm development, very often have higher uh, levels of investment. So therefore, their cash flow is, is by definition lower. Their reserves are uh, by definition lower or uh, uh, unexistent. And, and therefore, uh, a lack of cash flow at this moment would, uh, would uh, cause severe problems for, uh, uh, for them. Lastly, we spoke with Nixa Kalic, who is LCA spokesperson for Croatia and the chair of the Special Committee on Agriculture under the Croatian presidency. First of all, Nixa, thanks for joining us. And I would like to ask you how this crisis is affecting Croatian rural economies. Yeah, well, this question has multiple layers, if you want. Um, there are, um, we see different effects in different parts of the sector and also in different regions of the country. The main issue is with the fact that many Croatian producers, especially the small ones, were highly dependent on the tourism sector as they placed 
uh, large majority. In some cases, their complete production directly in the Horeca sector. And now with the, with the closings of, of uh, hotels and, and restaurants, they're basically cut off from their market. Another big issue is the fact that traditionally agricultural products are sold at the, at the green markets, at the open markets, where now, obviously, uh, for the same reasons, the, with these markets being closed, the producers don't have the access to their, um, to their buyers. So the main issue currently for the country is uh, to develop the new distribution channels. I assume the crisis changed the plan of the Croatian presidency, doesn't it? Our plans were already uh, changed somewhat due to the uh, developments with the MFF negotiations. So we had to adapt and change what our goalposts should be. But of course, now with the current situation, um, everything is, is off the table and we are redrawing our calendar and, and what can be established, what can be achieved. You know, coming from Croatia, the latest member states, but at the same time, we, uh, we do function well under crisis. And I think uh, up until now, we've, we've proven that. We've done everything that could be done under the, the current circumstances. We're still working on both uh, legislative, both main legislative files, meaning the, the transitional r- rules and uh, the reform as much as can be done. This special edition of the AgriFood podcast was produced by Euractiv's AgriFood team, Natasha Food and Gerardo Fortuna, with the technical support of Malte Ketelsen and Mike Ball. This podcast was co-financed by the European Union. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss the latest agricultural news from the EU. I'm Natasha Foot. I'm Gerardo Fortuna. Thanks for listening. See you next time.